Hello, 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 my beautiful queens. Welcome back to another episode of Big Queen Energy, where we share tools, techniques, and tips so that you can mold your energy, raise your vibration, and just live your best freaking life every single day because you deserve that. I want that for you. You're a queen. You're royalty. It's time to step back on the throne. Am I right? Okay. So today we have an episode that I have been meaning to create for so long. Several people have, I mean, literally signed up to work with me for this specific reason to build their own manifest mindset to heal themselves as they are recovering from the loss of a loved one or a parent. And I have been asked by other people to expand on this more from posts I've done on Instagram, friends, et cetera. And I am delivering this to you today. And if this is a topic that you guys want more of, you know, I don't know how many are out there in the community that have struggled with the loss of a parent or a loved one. But if you are out there and you want more resources or you want to continue the conversation on this, I am here for you. There is nothing more that I love to talk about than your evolution and tools and techniques that can help you. Um, And especially on this topic, because it's very close to my heart. I've been through it. Um, It's not something that you just go through and you're out on the other side. Uh, Today is the eighth year of, I like to call it my father's anniversary in heaven. So today is the day that I got the phone call that he passed. It was a middle of the night situation. Obviously, I did not go back to bed, needless to say. And it's been a journey, a journey of healing and finding myself in the wake of that loss? Who was I really? Who was I without him? Because we were very enmeshed in a lot of ways and we were best friends. Um, And so the loss felt very, very deep, especially for the first couple of years. And really just um, figuring out how to connect. It was really what drove me to start meditating every single day. And I did not know. I, I started meditating every single day because I felt depressed, right? Like it was hard for me to get out of bed, even though I had, uh, you know, cool events to go to. I was DJing all the time and traveling and making good money and things were really starting to turn up in my career. But this felt like just, I, I was so shaken from it that it wasn't like, you know, I planned the funeral and handled some family business and then life just went back to normal. That's not, not how it was for me. I think energetically, him and I were very close. Um, I know that he was a healer, obviously, right? He was a, he was a brain doctor. He was a psychiatrist. Um, but I also, he was an energy worker and a master manifester. And we just had such a deep connection. I have a very deep connection with my mother too, but this one was just different. Um, and we spent a lot of time together because we just had so many things in common and we talked a lot, even when we lived in different cities, but he loved New York. He would come and visit often when he was healthy uh, and just really was interested in the life I was living and music and fashion and food. And so we just had all these and mental health, right? We just had all these similarities in common, which are kind of unique but you probably have those too if I've attracted you and you're listening to this show. So maybe it's not that unique. And that's just a funny, silly story that I tell myself about my own experience. Um, And so today, let's just dive right into it. Um, I am going to share two tools 
that will be life-changing for you if you are struggling with the loss of a parent or a loved one. They will help you learn to connect, okay? Um, what What's funny is that when I said that I started meditating because I lost my father, I started meditating because I was, like I said, you know, situationally depressed in that moment. Uh, not like I went to a psychiatrist and they diagnosed me, but I had a therapist that I was talking to leading up to the death. And we both decided it, along with my mother that I was just not the same version of Nicole in that moment. Um, and, you know, I didn't know how long it was going to be. And after a couple of months, it was like, well, I think I need to assess this in a more, uh, take a more strategic approach. Let's put it that way. And so we talked about the options, which could be some type of antidepressant, which I had never taken before because I'd always been naturally very blessed to have, you know, good brain chemistry and to take good care of it and to think positive thoughts. That was kind of my natural bent. And so that wasn't really my first, you know, it wasn't my first inclination wasn't let's take a pill to relieve this. And it was to try meditation. And little did I know that that journey would lead me all the way. I started that when he passed and it led me all the way back to reconnecting with him, which is just wild. I actually just connected those dots here doing this podcast. So thank you guys so much for holding the space for me to have that realization and, and that awareness. Um, so real quickly, just want to say that if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe, follow this podcast on Apple or Spotify or wherever you're listening. And please share this with one of your queens, with someone who needs this episode. I don't always say that. I mean, I probably should because everybody else does, but I make these episodes for you guys. I, I focus on just helping the community that I have, but of course it's always great to meet new beautiful souls. And I know for a fact that you know someone who could really benefit from these tools that I am about to break down for you. So please just take a moment to copy that link, share it in a text message, share it in a DM, put it in your story. You know, if it really resonates with you, because this, this, these are tools that I teach in the manifest mindset program. I don't normally put these, um, everywhere in our free content. And I am doing that today in honor of Wayne Andrews Stillings was our initials was, is, and always will be for his eight year anniversary in heaven. <clears throat> So I want to give a little bit of the backstory. You know, like I said, I wasn't feeling so hot after losing him and I was finding it hard to wake up in the morning, even though I had cool things, exciting things happening in my life, a great group of friends. I had a hot boyfriend, like everything objectively other than this in my life was pretty freaking awesome. And I was having a hard time getting out of bed, which y'all know me here. I'm always shouting about my morning routine. I'm a queen. I get up early, 6, 6.30 on a regular basis. And this was like, I don't know, is it 9, 10, 11? Like, yeah, I was working late some of those nights, but still I just wasn't able to get up and at it like the normal human that I had been for the 27 years previously to that. And I remember... Gosh, I wish I remembered who this person was. Somebody, um, 
I think it might have been one of my cousins, but I forget who. Someone shared with me a book that was not necessarily about grieving the loss of a parent. It was about connecting with your parents on the other side. And it intrigued me enough to open it, right? That does sound like a book that I would read even eight years ago. And that book changed my life. Uh, The concept that I remember most, and by the way, I just want to go Google it for you guys. If you really are dying to know, I am sure that I saved this one and it's probably moved with me a couple of different apartments and I can probably dig it out for you. But I just did a quick Google and Amazon search and I could not find it um, because I really didn't want to reference it because it was so life-changing. But I think that it's not like an extremely well-known or popular book. It's just a book that really resonated with me because it's more about energy. Um, And so the main thing I remember learning from this book that I found to be really, uh, really revolutionary at the time, because I had lost, leading up to this, I had lost all of my grandparents, um, an uncle that I was very close with. So in, in my last grandpa passed within a year, of losing my father. Um, and so I was familiar with loss. I didn't, I wasn't attracted to just like the average grieving tools. Um, and I, cause it wasn't just a general sadness. This was deeper than that because he was a soulmate connection for me. So this felt like a part of me had been ripped out. It was gone. Like I was looking for an organ that was, you know, normally in my body. And for some reason was living outside of my body. Now that's what it felt like. Um, and this book essentially said that parents who were super connected and close to their children like that always stay connected to them in the energetic realm, that it is just law when you have shared, uh, purposes on this planet that your energy has, was connected before and will stay connected through the transition and afterward, and you will reconnect, when you also transition. And at the time, no one was talking about this in this way to me, at least in my immediate family, um, out of the coaches and therapists that I worked, this was a little uh, next level. And I felt so comforted. This was the beginning of my journey to finding relief in the sadness and sorrow and just deep um, loss that I felt. And so if you want to know more about this concept too, just DM me. I love talking about this stuff. You guys know my handle. It's just Nicole Rose Stillings. And it's also in the show notes and I will look up the book for you. But after I read this book, it, it broke me open in a new way. I didn't see life and death as black and white anymore. Uh, I didn't see we it as we had a relationship and now we don't anymore. I saw all this potential, all this opportunity, all of this undiscovered territory that I could start finding my way through, building and developing new tools to start learning about. And that actually brought me from grief, loss, and depression slowly. It wasn't overnight. I'm not going to say it happened in a snap, in a jiffy, um, but into this place where I felt love again. I felt excitement again. I felt hopeful again, right? Hopeful is a little, is a step before optimism on the emotional scale, but I was working my way back up 
And that's what's really important about this pivot is that it broke me open to the possibility that I could still have a relationship with my father, even though he wasn't on earth. And that, that was the light bulb that excited me and that for years has driven me. Sorry, guys, I'm just getting a little emotional today because it is that day right now. But for years, this has driven me on my journey to keep learning and connecting and building tools for you guys. And so, you know, something like that, it's, you never want those things to happen, but boy, can you learn a lot from them. Whew. Rain it in, sis. I already had a nice cry with my uh, my girlfriends in hot yoga this morning. So if any of you guys are listening, thank you for those hugs. I certainly needed them. Um, normally when I cry in the morning on this day, it doesn't come out later. Actually, you know what? Maybe that's not fully true. This is just one of those days where I like shed a tear for Wayne <laughs> on a regular basis. That's probably more how it goes. Like you post an Instagram, you shed a tear. You do the podcast, you shed a tear. You know, you might walk by a photo of you guys later in the afternoon. There might be a tear. It's just a little bit more of a human day where I feel a bit more emotional than I do about the situation than usually. But really, these tears are coming from gratitude, from appreciation, because if I hadn't read that one book, I'm sure at some point I would have been open to this possibility, but how many more weeks, months, years could it have taken, right? And so if you are in this place right now where you are still stuck in the black and whiteness of life and death, the black and whiteness of you and your loved one had a relationship and now you don't, let me help you. It'd be my honor. Um, so after having that breakthrough, about two years after, maybe a year and a half after I read the book, but on the two-year anniversary of his passing in heaven, I was I had just gotten to Japan the day before. I went to sleep, woke up that next morning on his anniversary, and I had my first dream about him. It was so cool. He came to me at Samsung, which was a regular client of mine at the time. I was doing a lot of music and private events for them in store, um, as well as like even their corporate holiday party. I had like a really good relationship with their vice president and senior vice president. And so it was just, it was a good time. Um, but I remember we were like in the Samsung building. It was definitely in Asia. You know, I think he came to see me over there in Japan and, uh, he looked at me and I think like my clients from whispering angel were there or something. It was really bizarre because it was all these signals to me that he really knew what was going on and had been following my life and the progression of my clear my career so closely because I had really been I don't want to say the word pushing but I had been at that time I, you know him passing really did light a fire under me I wanted to prove that he was right for believing in me um and he told me in that dream that he was proud of me and boy was that just a life-changing moment uh, to feel that. It felt so true. I woke up in the morning and I had this inner knowing, this feeling in my gut that like, wow, this was true. He knows he's here. He's seeing everything I'm doing. He knows my exact clients and he thinks that this is so cool. He's really impressed by the life while unconventional <laughs> that I was building. Um, and then another thing is that 
uh, in the months leading up to like literally the month before television, I started learning about holotropic, whoops, holotropic breath work. And it wasn't necessarily related to this. I just thought it was an interesting topic. It's about kind of, um, getting to that hallucinogenic state that people would use mushrooms or ayahuasca for by just your breath. So you're having a psychedelic experience, but you're not taking drugs. Nothing wrong with it if you are. I am certainly not here to mushroom shame you. I don't know if that's even a thing, uh, but but I was just interested in um, accessing that altered state of consciousness with my breath. Because you can do it anywhere, anytime, right? So I started learning about it, started trying to practice it. I remember I was living in this uh, long stay hotel in New York City before I moved into another hotel in New York where I lived for months filming. And um, I would practice on the rooftop. I was like on the 31st floor and it was in Chelsea and I just had a great view. So anyway, during the TV show, I would be locked inside for days and have literally nothing to do. They would like lock the door in there. I don't know if you can actually lock somebody in from the outside, but they would monitor the amount of time that I left the room. I was allowed two 15 minute breaks or walks a day. Okay. They would order my food and to make sure I was eating healthy stuff and from safe places where they didn't think that I would get COVID. Although we know it's not transferred by food. Now we know that it was airborne. However, this was early on in the pandemic, you guys. And uh, I got swabbed all the time too. I swear someone like followed me around with nose swab. I was like, can't you follow me around with like a makeup brush or something just slightly more useful for TV? Um, anyway, it was all good because no one got sick. And that way we got through the show. Um, however, I did have like a day or two at a time where I was like, wow, I don't have a phone. They did let me have a TV, but... I didn't have a phone, a computer. I didn't have anything. You don't have access to all of your personal electronics. Um, I had books, right? And I had a journal. But, you know, from time to time, you can't go anywhere. You get a little bored. So I decided one day I was just going to meditate and do this holotropic breathwork sequence that I had been learning. And I did it for like an hour and a half to two hours. I don't know. I lost track of time, obviously. Um, I was in an altered state for sure. And I reconnected with him again once more. Um, and that that time was when I realized that, wow, I can actually access him through breath work and meditation if I can release enough, right? And I want to get into those two tools. There's a, there's a wilder version of that story I could tell about the revelation and the experience of that. Um, and I'm, if you guys want to hear this episode, let me know, right? I'm, I create these for you guys. So if that's something you're interested in learning about holotropic breathwork, drop a comment on Instagram, send me a DM, send us an email and let me know. Um, but I want to get into the two tools, right, that you can use right now if you're going through this, if you lost a loved one or a parent or a sibling and you want to feel closer to them. So the first thing is, Find your own way of connecting, okay? What does that mean? So where do you release? How do you release? Is there um, a, a practice that you use that allows you to get to that state that I got to that I was just explaining locked in my hotel room during the big shot with Bethany? Like, 
Do you, are you already meditating? Maybe you already have a practice and you're pretty good at it. Maybe you want to try some breath work so that you can induct yourself further and then get there, guys. I mean, I want to just make it clear. I was meditating for like before this experience happened. I had been meditating for five, like six years daily. Okay. So I was meditating before that, but I mean, this was a regular practice of mine daily. So this is not, I'm not trying to say, I'm not trying to tell you this is a shortcut to like hearing their voice, giving you guidance and everything that you do. However, you can sit for meditation with an intention to ask them a question about something going on in your life that they would normally advise you on and ask for a sign, ask for an answer. Um, Feel your way into an answer. Ask yes or no questions and see if you get our type of response in your body. Maybe you already know what truth feels like for you. Um, if you're not into meditating, maybe you guys used to love to go on walks together and that's how you release. And when we release, we can often receive the voice of spirit, of source, of infinite intelligence. And that is how these energies on the other side also access us once we are able to raise our vibration to the frequency of these non-physical beings. So find a way to connect that works for you. That's number one. Number two is really simple. Well, the first thing, by the way, that precedes number one is that you got to be open to it. That's why I shared that story of the book that I read. I just have to give this disclaimer because if you are still listening and you not, do not believe me and you think this is a bunch of bullshit and you don't think this is possible, none of this is going to work. Your belief is a prerequisite to these two steps. Okay. So the step zero is have the belief that you can connect with these energies on the other side, right? The law of conservation of energy means that energy never dies. It is only transformed. So if you believe in physics, then you should believe in your ability to connect with your loved ones on the other side. And then number one, find your own way of connecting, whether that's meditation or another practice that works for you. And number two Instead of focusing on what you've lost, I know it is very easy to do that because I did that for years, okay? For years, I felt bad for myself, sorry for myself, threw myself a pity party, and there's nothing wrong with it if you're still in that headspace, but my point is this, that I want you to start focusing on the ways they are still with you because there are so many. What is the legacy they left in your life? What gifts did they give you? Not even physical gifts. I mean, sure, you could have those in a place, you know, if it makes you feel good to see them. You could have a couple of them in your environment as a reminder of the love you guys shared. Um, but I'm also talking about spiritual gifts, right? What spiritual gifts did they give you? And what things did they teach you? Maybe they even guided you to the career that you are in now, right? That was certainly the case for me because he was a master manifester. He was teaching me about what it meant to be a powerful creator from the age of three, which is wild because it took me so long to look back and realize that. Um, but there are definitely ways that they are still with you. There are sayings that you say that or inside jokes that still make you laugh from an experience you guys had together or really fuzzy warm 
memories. Um, and so my point is just focus on the ways that they are still with you now, because trust me, they are there and they are trying to send you signs and signals, but it takes receptivity, our openness, our allowing, getting out of our head and our anxiety and our depression and our overthinking to be able to receive their messages, their love and their signs. And that's what I want for you. So I went a little over this one. This one's 25 minutes. I hope this was helpful for you guys. This was, I really poured my heart into this. And so if you liked this episode, once again, please share it and please let me know. Um, and if this is something that you are currently struggling with, if you want to implement these tools into your life, if this sounds good, but you don't know how to do it, right? Or if you just want to learn to intentionally manifest your goals and dreams, you want to reprogram your subconscious after a loss or a trauma, click below to book a strategy session with me. I call these breakthrough sessions because we will break through to the other side of some block or limiting belief or mindset that's not serving you. And the first one is on me. So let me know if you would like to have a chat because I would love to get to know you. I'm sending you all so much love. Have an amazing week. Mwah.